Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one fateful page of Talmud each day. And in today's pages, Kiddushin 63 and 64, we come across a bit of very good advice. Have a listen. Rabbi Meir also holds that one can transfer an entity that has not yet come into the world as it is taught in a baraita. With regard to one who says to a woman, you are hereby betrothed to me after I convert, or after you convert, or after I am emancipated, or after you are emancipated, or after your husband dies, or after your sister dies, or after your Yavam performs chalitza for you, she is not betrothed. Rabbi Meir disagrees and says, she is betrothed. Rabbi Yochanan Sandlal says she is not betrothed. Rabbi Udanasi says that in some of these cases, by Torah law, she is betrothed. And for what reason did the sages say she is not betrothed? Due to enmity, giving betrothal to a married woman that will take effect after her husband dies can engender enmity between the woman and her husband. Giving betrothal to one sister that depends on the death of the other can engender enmity between the sisters. I mean, duh, of course it will. What are the rabbis trying to tell us here? For that, we turn to one of the most famous experiments in modern psychology. It's so simple and beautiful. Teachers at a certain school were told that certain students in their incoming class were late bloomers and were likely to do better as the semester unfurled. You'll never believe what happened next. Those very same students, they did better as the semester unfurled. Why? That bit about them being late bloomers was totally bogus. There was nothing innate or inherent about them that predicted better academic performance or growth. What happened was really simple. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. The teachers wanted to believe these particular students would improve, and so they treated them in a way conducive to improvement. This potent bit of insight goes much further. Let me read you an abstract from an article in the unimprovably named Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, which I know you love as much as I do. This one is entitled The Self-Fulfilling Prophecy in Close Relationships, Rejection Sensitivity and Rejection by Romantic Partners. The authors hypothesized a self-fulfilling prophecy wherein rejection expectancies lead people to behave in ways that elicit rejection from their dating partners. In other words, the authors thought if you expect to be rejected and are super sensitive about it, you are going to break up pretty soon. The hypothesis was tested in two studies of conflict in couples. A, a longitudinal fill study where couples provided daily diary reports, and B, a lab study involving behavioral observations. Results from the field study showed that high rejection sensitive HRS people's relationships were more likely to surprise, surprise, break up than those of low rejection sensitive or LRS people. Conflict processes that contribute to relationship erosion were revealed for HRS women, but not for HRS men, falling naturally occurring relationship conflicts, etc., etc., etc. In other words, the rabbis nailed it. If you think bad thoughts about your spouse, like, hey, this woman is going to marry some other guy she'd already picked out as soon as I pass, you're that much more likely to have a bad relationship. Which is curious. Because just last week, the rabbis waxed poetic about how action, not thought, had the capacity to elevate us and change our lives. 
Consider this then a course corrective, an admission that we can literally think ourselves into being happy or sad or whatever we choose to be. Self-fulfilling prophecies are often true. So let's hope that ours are cheerful. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one. Subscribe to our newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter or email us at take one at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at take one dafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. <laughs>